0: Today is February 7th and the world is talking about, let the games begin, how 20 America First members of Congress are shaking up Washington, D.C. You're listening to What in the World, a look at current events through the lens of biblical truth with Amy Travis. ready for some good news for a change. I certainly am. In early January, a contingent of Republican lawmakers led by Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert opposed the election of Kevin McCarthy, a Republican state representative from California, for Speaker of the House. As a 17-year veteran of Congress, McCarthy appeared to have nothing to offer other than more of the status quo. By pushing the vote for Speaker to an unprecedented 15 rounds, the most since before the Civil War, this group of resistors drew sharp criticisms from the likes of political commentators Sean Hannity and Mark Levin. Hannity went as far as to say, House Republicans are now on the verge of becoming a total clown show if they're not careful. Other GOP members also criticized the move, Georgia Representative Austin Scott said amid the negotiations, any vote against McCarthy damages the conference and our ability to govern. Those opposing McCarthy are putting their selfish motivations over what's best for the nation. But they were wrong. What is happening in the 118th Congress may be precisely what our founders envisioned. Healthy, spirited debate, not just politics as usual, where compromised candidates succumb to payoffs from powerful special interest groups. By opposing the highly favored establishment candidate, these members forced concessions on Speaker McCarthy and set in motion unprecedented reforms in Congress, and that's just in the month of January. Among these concessions were a minimum 72-hour reading period for all bills presented to Congress, a committee to study potential FBI abuses against the American public, a vote on term limits for representatives, and several other key conservative policies for which Republicans have been fighting for for years. Another change vacated the voting by proxy rule for members of Congress that Speaker Pelosi instituted during the COVID-19 era. This decree invited abuse. Many congressmen continued to collect their $170,000 yearly salaries while enlisting other members of Congress to do their job as they vacationed with their families. Representative Byron Donalds of Florida praised the passing of the new rules package, saying that it puts the power back in the hands of members. One of the most productive changes made, in my opinion, is the limiting of bills to include only a single subject matter. By circumventing much bureaucratic red tape, this new rule has permitted this Congress to force and pass, in many cases, bills and resolutions in a fraction of the time previously required. Here are a few notable conservative priorities that passed with or without bipartisan support. House Resolution 9, denouncing the horrors of socialism, passed on February 2nd with bipartisan support. H.R. 382, terminating the public health emergency related to COVID-19 passed on January 31st down straight party lines. HR 497 Freedom for Healthcare Workers Act passed on January 31st with the help of 7 Democrats. H. Res 7 Commending the Bravery of Men and Women Demonstrating Against the Iranian Regime's Human Rights Abuses passed on January 25th with strong bipartisan support by a vote of 420 420 to 1. The only no was a Republican, believe it or not, from Kentucky, Tom Massey. H.R. 22, Protecting America's Strategic Petroleum Reserves from China Act, passed on January 12th with bipartisan support. H.R. 26, many of you have probably heard about this one already, Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, passed on January 11th down straight party lines. The very first bill passed by the new Congress, HR 23, nixed $72 billion in taxpaying funding for the 87,000 new IRS agents proposed by the Biden administration. The newly passed bill specifies that the IRS can only spend money on customer service and IT improvements, but not on hiring agents, auditors, and other staff members. Many taxpayers, including myself, fear that the proposed new agents would target low- and middle-income Americans rather than the wealthy individuals in corporations that the administration claims it would target. This was our very first act of the new Congress because the government should work for you, not against you, McCarthy wrote on Twitter. Promises made, promises kept. On January 10th, just days after the new Congress took control, the Secretary of Defense finally rescinded the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for members of the armed services. Coincidence? Maybe, I think not. The hits keep coming, for the swamp, that is. GOP members of Congress successfully stripped Representative Elon Omar, Democrat, of her seat on the House Foreign Affairs Committee for her anti Semitic remarks, disparaging comments downplaying 9 11, and equating the United States with a terrorist organization, Hamas, according to the Daily Signal. Although the Democrats are crying foul, This precedent for denying committee seats to ideologically misaligned members was set by none other than House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. In 2021, she denied Representative Kevin McCarthy a seat on the January 6th committee, effectively creating a show trial, rather than a legitimate bipartisan investigation. Additionally, Speaker McCarthy denied seats to Adam Schiff, the Democrat from California, because of his decades of corruption, and Eric Swalwell, Democrat from California, because of his relationship with a Chinese spy. Both men formerly held seats on the Intelligence Committee. The idea that either of these highly compromised individuals would have access to the highest possible level of security clearance is absolutely mind-blowing. As if it weren't grand enough, then on January 10th, a representative from Texas introduced House Resolution 8, which would impeach Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas for high crimes and misdemeanors because of his disastrous policies which are responsible for the crisis at our southern border. The icing on the congressional cake, however, is that on February 3rd, Representative Jim Jordan, head of the Judiciary Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, issued the first subpoena probing the corruption of the Biden administration. FBI and DOJ. This is going to be very exciting. Although I maintain my skepticism of our political system as a whole, today represents the most hopeful I have felt about the opportunity for reform in two years. Is grotesque government overspending finally coming to an end? Are bad actors going to be held accountable? Will the China threat ultimately be squashed? Only time will tell, but for now, enjoy the show. Thanks so much for listening today. And remember to always pursue the truth.